to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, so today has been a really interesting day. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's been like several days in a row where I haven't had nothing to do. And it's made me feel so busy and productive at the same time. So I'm going to say I feel rested. Rested. That's That's needed. Yeah, you just really got is. back from a nice cruise. I did. And sometimes going on a vacation really does take it out of you. It really does take it out of you. I'm <laughs> glad I took the time off, actually, right after. Yeah. Mainly um, to get my stuff together. What are you wearing this evening, Donna? Well, you see, I um, am just in one of those, like, rescue floaties. Oh. I have one around <laughs> the breastal area and one around the crotchal area. I didn't know they were calling them Bristol areas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know either. I think it's something I made up on the spot. And then I also have a starfish in my hair. Oh, for the love. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did go with the beach theme. I mm-hmm. am in full body right now, rocking a gorgeous blue swimsuit. It has a mm-hmm. pattern of the American flag right on the ass. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's stars right on the titties. And then I have my hair up in like a kind of like a messy bun, but like not too messy. So it doesn't look like I didn't wash my hair. And then I also have um, a starfish in my hair. Yeah. Yeah. We got a match. <laughs> and we all love a messy bun. We do have a messy bun. Not a messy bottom though. Oh God. No. Cause it's just poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gosh, so much has happened since yeah. like we because I was gone for a while and I know we had our episode, our bonus episode release in the middle of the week there. Um, gosh, there's so much that has just kind of changed. So let's do a little bit of an update. So uh, Donna's back in school right now. Yeah, I am taking my culture, diversity and ethnicity course right now. Um, it's much more challenging than my first course. What was your first course? It was just like an intro to psych, like thinking from a psychological perspective. Hmm. This one really gets into the psychology um, of racism, which I'm finding is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is opening a lot of... Um, I'm, I'm definitely becoming a lot more aware of things than I used to be. And I thought Portland made me woke, but this class is definitely helping me become woke from a scholarly point of view. Opposed um, to whatever the F. Portland thinks it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying the course. Um, I, gosh, just white people are terrible. We're awful. Um, <laughs> white people are terrible. <laughs> that's all I've, I'm coming to as a conclusion. No, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yes, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely eye-opening. I'm really enjoying it, and I am happy to be continuing my education so yeah so um don and i were talking about this and i think this is a great conversation because i was gone for columbus day um or Mm. indigenous people's day and Mm. donna was talking about uh she was having a conversation with someone about um you know columbus and like all of the terrible things that were lied to us about as we were children because that's the best way to explain it i don't know i feel like it's something that people need to educate themselves on thoroughly because well, there's yeah. no reason to be celebrating Christopher Columbus because he committed not so many little. atrocities. Like, not even a, like he didn't like everybody talks about the positive things that he did, which um, is all lies. It is lies. Literally all. He didn't discover lies. the Americas. No. Like, he actually thought the world was much smaller than it really was. 
<laughs> they because people are always like, oh, he's the one that said that the Earth was round. That that confirmed that the Earth was round. No, Columbus thought the world was much smaller, mm -hmm. um, and was a absolutely known as a failure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he actually even got tried by the people that sent him on this conquest because he committed such terrible atrocities. Yeah, he, uh, genocide. Yeah. Uh, ge genocide. He fed indigenous babies to dogs in front of their parents. Yeah. He's like, a horrible person. He raped manatees. He. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. He, he raped manatees? Yes. Yeah. He had, in his diaries, there's evidence that he. Had sexual relations with manatees. Those aren't people. No, but um, <laughs> there's um, speculation that they were said to be mermaids by people in that time. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did hear. I, I have heard the myths about manatees. And yeah, like and I don't know all the accuracy about that. But, yeah, there, there's something else, you know. A, a, more than just being, like, a terrible, awful person who slaughtered indigenous people, he also occasionally indulged in bestiality um great person this man yeah yeah and also had a sex ring that he would send like young girls to from these new lands that he was discovering in uh quotations yikes and um he would send them off to like wealthy european men these are underage girls that and he was sending off didn't he never step foot in america isn't that isn't that something too? I believe so. There's I think, yeah, I think that that's also true. Yeah, like someone who's who's never actually yeah here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> great man. Just yes. all sorts of stuff, and the only reason why we actually do celebrate Columbus Day, just so people know, is because Italian Americans were facing a lot of discrimination in the late 1800s, and the Knights of Columbus came together to have a figure that they wanted to celebrate um, and give contributions to in order to kind of like help the image of like Italian Americans um, and the kind of like hardships that they were facing when they immigrated from Italy to the US. I always find it really fascinating when you discover something. See, this is what's weird because with the internet nowadays, we have the ability of creating these stories and virals, mm -hmm. viral stories, because that's what these are, right? Viral stories. Yeah. Um, like, but it was so interesting that this is just what people thought um, this is the story that people thought was true. Yeah. Um, for a very, 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 very long time. Well, it's because it's literally what we were taught in like the little mm -hmm. cartoons. It was like just Columbus set sail to, you know, confirm that the Earth was round and all of these things. It's it's what we were fed. Yeah. But none of it was literally true. propaganda. The yeah. True definition. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of scary, actually. Yeah. Um, about how many things. I liken it to um, just different things that everybody thinks is true. Like, you remember the story that came out about how, like, with the regular Nintendo, that if you blew on the cartridge, um, it would make it work? Mm -hmm. um, and it actually, and people were always like, how did we all know that this thing was true and something like that? And eventually, I remember as an adult, there was a meme that came out. The reason that we all thought that was true is because it was actually in the instruction booklet mm. that that's what you do if the game wasn't working correctly. Mm. So, like, this is our, like, our history books are our guidebook, just like that instructional booklet mm -hmm. for that system about this is the things that we learn about our country. And mm -hmm. we don't question those things. No. Because we, d there's no reason to. We're being taught this is our educational system. You're a child. You're taught to be inquisitive. And then you just think that this thing is true. And then this thing is horribly wrong 
Mm-hmm. But what also this has taught us about society is that people, like the conversation Donna and I were having before the podcast, is that people get stuck on the thing that they think is true. Yeah, they do. And they don't want to break tradition. I find that like the mindset behind a lot of the people that don't want to embrace Indigenous, Indigenous People's Day um, is that they don't want to get rid of the traditions that they're used to. And I think that's bogus. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, just because we've always doesn't just because we've always done something doesn't give us an excuse to keep on doing it. If we can grow and learn more about something and change our ways and be better as as a population of people, then we should. Yeah, absolutely. I don't understand why we consistently um, get that. Like, so a good example is like my mom was even one of those people who doesn't like saying happy holidays. She likes saying Mer- she likes saying Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of along the lines of the same subject yeah. about how people refuse to just see the light a little bit and about what they're actually saying and what they're doing, what they mean. Yeah. And people will like fight tooth and nail to keep some of these traditions alive that don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't actually hurt you to get rid of them it doesn't that's the thing it doesn't as people fear change and are just very like resistant to it and that's the thing is like we're going into an era of change and if you can't accept it and embrace it then you need to move aside because there are generations ahead of you that are going to be bulldozing for some of this change because we recognize the faults in this country and we want better for it yeah absolutely And I know that some things can seem really odd or uncomfortable, but I was one of those people for a long time, but I was at the age of where, you know, I was in my 20s when a lot of this, I feel like, I feel like they should call this era something, like kind of like they did with the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. I think that they really should be calling this era something about change. Yeah. Like some word to describe how after Obama, actually during Obama's presidency, people felt like they had enough representation to begin speaking out against just social injustices that mm-hmm. had existed a long time. But now that we had the internet, we could make our stories go viral. Yeah. And we could get two more people faster because it's not like these things didn't exist in the past. It was just that somebody was saying it and it would just get lost in the void and never get enough reach. Yeah. But now it's getting enough reach about the things that need to change. Yeah, for like real. Like Indigenous People's Day and Columbus Day. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the internet, I don't think that that change would have happened. Yeah, we need that that social interaction through social media. I think that as hard as those conversations are to ha- are to have on these platforms, they are very necessary. Um, and sometimes not a lot gets accomplished. Sometimes it's just a yelling match that ends up happening. But at least having it out there and letting people know the reasons why these things happen and providing actual factual information about it is is integral well and and here's the thing too usually when you say to people like about columbus when you finally open up you're like no no no, they were a terrible person they're like we wouldn't have what we have today without columbus you're like no that's a lie and they're like prove it and i'm like well we all have Google in our hands and it'll take three seconds for me to prove you wrong. Yeah. But like, I think people should just be a little bit, I guess my bottom line is people should be more open to understanding what actually happened in our history yeah. versus just the really controlled narrative. Like even for more positive things. I know we've said it on our podcast before, but like how people don't like to think that 
people think that Martin Luther King was like a really good person, then mm. he wasn't a really great person. No. Like he, like I always just say, he was an adulterer. Yeah. Very much so. And very anti-gay. Yeah, very anti-gay, and he was a criminal. Yeah. Um, and so, like, just I think that these stories, at least on that front, make somebody seem more human. Uh, with the Columbus thing, it's just a flat out lie. So yeah, <laughs> like, there, like there are better people to choose just, than mass murderers, yeah. and like you know, like that's that's my biggest thing is that it it really is like so frustrating to try and like prove the point that we don't need to be celebrating this person because there wasn't really a reason to celebrate him in the first place. No, <laughs> there wasn't. He sailed somewhere and murdered everybody until the population was like forty, and then yeah. like. Then continue just murdering and bringing disease and being a terrible yeah. person. Yeah. And apparently sleeping with animals. Well, I mean, and look at what the byproducts of colonization have been. What? White supremacy and religious indoctrination? Like, yeah. Those are two not so great byproducts that it's, are still, we're still seeing the effects of today. You know? Yeah. Like, we're still fighting that fight. Right. Um, so, you know, that's. It's another big thing, and I think it's also important that a lot of, like, white people recognize, too, if they do have any sort of, like, Native ancestry, that they understand that that Native ancestry has a very dark story to it, mm-hmm. and it was likely due to rape, it was likely due, it was likely because of colonization, and um, the conquering of people who are now given the bare minimum, are still giving, give, being given the bare minimum. I know reparations is a real thing like and we won't necessarily get into that conversation but like there is really historical trauma and historical damage done to different groups of people are really real things Mm -hmm. people I think the saddest part which isn't really tangible and doesn't necessarily have a monetary value is uh, the loss of culture yeah Uh, the loss of culture um, or dying off with people to where people don't even know where they came from, really. Yeah. Um, I just learned yesterday, um, one of the stand-up comics, and I just thought of this, so sorry if I say it wrong, but he talked about how there are tribes, like even with natives, there are tribes, tribes that have more popularity, Mm -hmm. and so tribes that were not as popular, their culture is kind of disappearing, and it's completely being like, just suppressed. like suppressed because mm-hmm. of the popular tribes. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even think about it because yeah. there's no reason for me to have ever thought about it. No. And, yeah. and so like they, they, he was talking about how, like, if you didn't belong to, you know, these seven tribes, like your history is pretty much going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really heartbreaking. It is. It is. There's literal like generations that have disappeared because of this, you know? Yeah, ideas, cultures, yeah. Um, inventions, things like that. Just, It's really sad. Generations that could have had a really nice cultural appreciation and understanding of where they came from. Yeah, you know? and, and I know that people, and just to touch on the conversation of cultural appropriation just briefly, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot recently in a way that makes me sound like a conservative, but um, we need to make sure that cultural appropriation um, is not getting conflated with the idea of appreciating culture Mm -hmm. um and i don't talk i don't talk about i'm not talking about specifically music what i'm talking about is like you should want to go into somebody's space that they're inviting you in to experience their culture from them yeah from them Mm -hmm. um or like when you have a chinatown or something like that or you're 
going to Hawaii and they put the leis on you. They teach you how to hula dance and things like that. Or you go to Japan and they dress you in kimonos and mm-hmm. take pictures and things like like that. That is cultural appreciation in mm-hmm. those in the way that it should be. Or even going to your friend's house, who um, they'll cook you like your black friend's house and they'll cook you some southern soul food or something yeah. like that. And you're appreciating that and you learn the recipe and you make it for your family and stuff like that. Just stuff like that, like appreciating and sharing ideas. Yeah, I think are really important because that's how we won't lose pieces of who we are as a society. Definitely. And I have a little anecdote to go kind of along with that. I think a lot of times as white people, we will take on um, and appropriate people's cultures. And it's mostly the intention there is is not to be malicious, but it ends up being like a malicious malicious result from it, right? Right. Because you're taking something, and um, these are people who have historically been oppressed and trying to kind of take advantage of it because it's become something that's popular or cool. Um, basically, so for me, I um, I've been really in my spiritual practice, because I consider myself to be a bit of like a a witchy kind of spiritual individual. Um, I've been looking further into my Scottish, um, like Celtic kind of like ancestry to take traditions and practices that they had in order to incorporate it into like my own spiritual journey, rather Mm -hmm. than taking things from other cultures, which I think a lot of people in the spiritual community do, especially Mm -hmm. a lot of white people in the spiritual community do. Um, I've learned like what herbs are proper for me to use to um, sane instead of using like stuff like white sage or palo santo to um do those types of rituals to cleanse and whatnot um i'm looking at stuff like mugwort and things that are more appropriate for me to use because it's what my ancestors would have used Mm. um rather than trying to like co-opt something that other cultures have done um Mm. and i think instead of doing that i think a lot of people who are in the majority can really look deeper into their ancestry and gain an appreciation for some of their more ancient ancestors i'm not talking about your ancestors that colonized that did a lot of terrible things because i think that regardless of skin tone you can have some ancestors that actually genuinely did appreciate a lot of humanity Mm -hmm. um, and had an appreciation for all different kinds of people and you can call on those ancestors to help you in your spiritual practice. Um, So, yeah, I think it's super important just to embrace, like, our own heritage and traditions and and not try to, like, benefit from the traditions of other people, and especially minorities who have been historically oppressed and are currently still oppressed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I actually never thought about that before, that not everybody in your history, in your family line, like, everybody just thinks of... Uh, their ancestors is just being garbage because, mm-hmm. you know, everything we learn about history is just garbage. Yeah. Um, there probably were good people in your history. Yeah, you, we all come from a long line of people, you We know? do. Like, they, like, I don't, I really don't want to believe that every person that I've had is, like, this awful white devil that just was terrible to, like... This awful white devil. You know? Like, I, I have ancient Scottish ancestors out there who wandered around in fields and like you know like practice like spiritual practices and i want to embrace some of those spiritual practices yeah and i have um 
you know, um, especially because I got colonized real hard. Um, yeah. yeah, I've seen your I've seen your ancestry. Twenty three and me. Yeah, you're twenty three and me. I've seen that. It's rough. <laughs> you're more Irish than I am. I'm two percent Irish, and you're like fourteen percent. I know. Gosh, that's why I feel so entitled. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but actually, because it's been a little bit later, Donna, how are you doing this? evening oh coco i will let you know after this brief break it's a podcast with coco and donna tell a podcast tune into what they tell you podcast with coco and donna tell a podcast well, Coco, I'm feeling a little winded because we just got on a long tangent about things that <laughs> this episode initially wasn't supposed to be about. But, you know, yeah. I'm feeling good and I'm ready to kind of unpack some of the things that you got to experience on this cruise and yeah. what it means to be an entertainer in that um, type of setting. An international entertainer. An absolutely. international <laughs> entertainer. Hamburger Mertis. <laughs> Hamburger Mertis. Mertis. <laughs> Hamburger Mertis. Hamburger Mertis. Puerto Vallarta, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was um, a really great experience. Uh, so uh, for our listeners, so I went on a cruise for, it was a seven-day cruise. We left out of Los Angeles, uh, Long Beach, um, and then we sailed to Puerto Vallarta. I can't pronounce it at all. Puerto Vallarta? Yeah. And then we went to Cabo, and then we came back. And nice. that's that was kind of the journey of the cruise. And actually, because of a storm, um, we didn't go to all the places we were supposed to. So we got two days in PV, which was cool, um, because we got to explore more. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks that the second day we were in PV, though, our, uh, the boat leave didn't know was leaving at noon mm-hmm. so like <laughs> you had to like get up real early go do your stuff and come back like <laughs> it's kind of a journey um in itself i also want to just clarify that that was a very like white and anglo-saxon pronunciation of that i probably am pronouncing it wrong as well so well it's funny because like people who are ethnic speakers on the boat they like us is like oh wow i am pronouncing this very uh <laughs> Very American. It's like Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah, probably a lot better than the first time. Um, Yeah, so that's an amazing experience. I think it's probably an experience that most queens would want to have in their life at some point. Yeah, performing on a cruise ship was amazing. And then performing at Hamburger Mary's was just... So I have to say this about the PV queens. Like, they... So it's it's hot there. Mm Mm-hmm. Very hot and yeah. like humid. It's so humid. It's like there's a difference between like humid. You're like, oh my god, I feel like I'm stepping into a pool versus stepping into like, wow, I am like in the pool. Like, yeah. good lord. And so like just moving a little bit, I was just sweating bullets. Like the whole yeah. time, I was just sweating bullets, and I was wet and I was drenched. Uh, the girls down there performed, but were you moist? Oh, so moist. <laughs> <laughs> The girls down there performed two numbers in a row that were like uh, four minutes each. So they had eight minute numbers where they had massive choreography. Like, what? I mean, like massive choreography. And everybody down there at Hamburger Mary's was dressed. Um, Are they, they also triathletes? Like, how yeah, did they well, get... they were all really built. Yeah. Actually, just And they could just 
the, do the all the dance moves, all the dance moves, Damn. and like getting it done in just like for eight minutes, yeah, just eight minutes, and I was like. I did a six minute mix. Sorry, my yeah. mix was four minutes and thirty seconds and I was about to die. <laughs> I was like so out of breath and I was barely moving. Yeah. Um yeah, but it was it was fun, but they could oh, they could dance and they're beautiful. Oh, and their makeup was so good. And then I remember one of the I think the hostess one of the hostesses, she like got done performing. And then like because uh, I was just drenched mm-hmm. and she like got a napkin for me. And herself, and I was like, oh, she's sweating too. And all she did was she just like on her wiggle and she's like, tap, 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 done. That was it. That's all she sweat. And I was just like, like, like it was like a waterfall on my face. It was yeah. awful. And I put on no sweat, but like it had no chance. Damn, even, damn, even there no it wasn't chance. holding up. No chance. That's rough. Um, so I have some questions about what it was like hosting the shows actually mm-hmm. on the ship as well. So yeah. you got to host and then you also got to perform in some shows as well there. Yeah, I got to host the first showcase of our performers and um, that was actually really hard. I couldn't find my groove right away. Mm. I did like towards the last four numbers, but mm. I didn't for the first like few. Yeah. I was trying to make everybody laugh, but like nobody just like wanted to laugh. Mm. Our first showcase was like at 1 p.m. on like the Monday. Yeah. And like nobody was like really feeling like the vibe. Oh, like yeah. it was good and we performed well, but like they just weren't feeling it. Mm. And that kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, but I did, I feel like I did a great job. Like, I always wanted to host something like that, and that was fun. Yeah. And my first performance, went, I, I sang a couple songs, and they all went over super, super well. Yeah. I did my I Can Hear the Bells, of course. Um, and this woman came up to me later. She was like, oh, my God, your story almost made me cry. And I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> but um, it was great. It was um, nerve-wracking. Yeah. I guess it's the best way to say it. But, like, it turned out well. It was fine. How many um, midnight buffets did you get to indulge in? So, there wasn't any really... Actually, there were buffets, but they were only in the morning. Oh, okay. So, I'm also thinking about what this was like during the current times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. So, how different was that, do you think, from what it would have been had we not been living in the middle of a pandemic as well? So, the boat was at 50% capacity, from what I understand. Okay. Um, and so there was like a lot of extra space everywhere, which was really nice. Yeah. Because there wasn't people everywhere. Uh, the breakfast, they didn't like have like, not every station was filled out. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I bet if it was at full capacity, every station would be filled out with food yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Um, so that, so that was different. Um, and so like, so I, they did have, the only thing that was open 24 hours was this like, on the Lido deck, there was this pizzeria. Mm. That was open 24 hours. Okay. Um, and that's where you could go eat at night. Um, nice. Or you could order room service, I think. But um, yeah, and the pizza the pizza wasn't good. Oh. But when you were drunk at like two in the morning. It was good. Yeah, I spent... It was gourmet at that point. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was so good. I did have... I Okay, so I literally, like long story short, um, somebody behind me, because I was starving. Yeah. Because I think we performed that day too. And somebody was like, hey, I have an extra piece of pizza. And so I ate her pizza. And then I spilled some of it on the ground because I didn't have a plate and it was hot. Mm. And then I literally got my pizza. They're like, well, I have a pepperoni. And I was like, oh, I want a pepperoni. And so I got the pepperoni. And then I literally like turned around to go sit and the pizza just flew off the plate. (laughs) And so Diana caught two of the pieces and the rest of them just hit the ground. And then... um, 
And then I ate both of the pieces, and Diana, not the one that's on the ground, the one she was holding, and yeah. she's like, you didn't even offer me any of the pizzas that you let fall on the ground. And I was like, I, I was like, she's like, that I caught, and I was like, no. I was no. hungry. Super hungry. <laughs> Thanks for catching it. Thank you. That was so sweet of you. And then last but not least, and then like I went up to get two more pieces, um, two more pieces of pizza, and then somebody next to me offered me a piece, and then I ate their piece too. I was so hungry. <laughs> I just ate everything on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a a great time. So uh, who were some of the entertainers that you got to perform with? And how was it seeing some of the people that you might have seen before? And yeah, talk a little Um, bit about that. So so I performed with Pandora Box at Mm -hmm. Vibe in Denver. Mm -hmm. And I was recounting a story to her that she forgot, but it was really funny for a long time, where Mm -hmm. she ordered... um, what she had actually said was Tito's and Red Bull, mm-hmm. um, but the owner of Vibe heard Cheetos and Red Bull, so they brought her Cheetos and Red Bull, <laughs> and she thought that was the funniest story in the world because that's right around the time that Violet Chachki, actually no, not Violet, Valentina, Valentina had the, the red, red M&M's yeah. thing going on. And so she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get a reputation now that I need <laughs> Cheetos. And, like, and they did. They went to the gas station down the road and got her Cheetos and then brought her cans of Red Bull and it's made it look all It's just the, the day class A version of what, <laughs> of what Valentina gets. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And then that's also the time that she, um, like, walked off stage in the middle of her number. Well, towards the end of her number because nobody was, like, really living for it. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, I'm not going to be up there doing Stevie Nicks and nobody's caring about it. Like, I'm just going to leave. Like, yeah. And so she talked about that, which was cool. But, and also, just keep this in mind, like, about Pandora's history. She was on all three seasons of Drag You. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been on two different All-Stars. Yep. And then, I think, one season of Drag Race. Yeah, it was season two. Yeah, like, she's been with that franchise a long time. She has, yeah. She's... 50 or 49 i can't remember it was just one of those ages 49 or 50 Uh um still looks amazing in drag Uh and so it was really i hung out with her a lot yeah so on the cruise the headliners were maxi glamour from dragula uh uh, then darian lake pandora box Uh party favors um yeah and then like and then of course they had the camp on a kiki folks as well you kitty and diana me kitty and diana yeah and then we had Cass Marie, who is, um, I think she was the very first ever, she's a trans woman who has the title of something. She's the first trans woman to have it, but mm. I can't remember what the title is right now off the top of my head. And she was amazing. She was so fun to hang out with mm-hmm. as well. Um, Mariah Paris Balenciaga. And Mariah Paris Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I like her, but oh, she could drink. <laughs> she could drink. Oh my goodness. They're all super cool. I hung out yeah. with Mariah and Pandora and Maxie the most. Nice. Uh, Darian was mostly hanging out with their friends and just kind of doing whatever they wanted to do. But um, I mean, we hung out at dinner, but that was like it. I've met Darian before at Denver. Yeah. I would say that she's probably the most standoffish of the real girls that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she that way? <laughs> she was at first. Um, she, she made this joke that is so inappropriate and I am going to repeat it. So she's had her merch sitting up. She's like, she's like, yes. And like Max, she was like, Oh, she's like, Oh my God, I love your merch. She was like, yes, it was made by kids in cages. I was oh, like, God. Darian. And she's like, what? They need work, too. And I was like, oh, my God. She's a horrible monster. <laughs> <laughs> and she's old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she uh, she's okay. I mean, 
the thing is, I, I liked her. She was fun. She's really quick-witted. Really, yeah. really quick-witted. She always had a line for everything you said to her. Always had a line. Um, and that was great. And she and her makeup was beautiful. Mm. Like, she's really pretty up close and not as pretty as Mariah. My God. Mug for days. Mug for days. I call her mug for days for a reason. She's she is legendary. gorgeous mm-hmm. in person. Up close, far away, wherever. Mm-hmm. And she can still, like, dance the house down boots. Like, it was, like, on the last day, she was wearing this little bodysuit with just some chains on it. Mm-hmm. And she's doing cartwheels into the splits and, like, all these things. And I'm like, damn, yeah. girl. Yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah, and she wants to come out to Portland. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, she wants to come yeah. out and do a Unity show with us. Nice. Maxie also super wants to come out as well. Yeah. Um, and Pandora would like to come back. <laughs> she doesn't sound excited. She's like, yeah, I'd like to come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I am just very happy for you and glad that you got to like have this as like one of your big like moments in drag. You know, it really yeah. is like a milestone. It is. And I don't. I don't know what next. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way. I One of my dreams was always to perform on a cruise ship, but mm-hmm. I don't. So now what's next? Like, I said online, I said, okay, so I have a choice between, like, so far, just what I have in my head, is, like, trying to get on Drag Race, mm-hmm. trying to be a motivational speaker in drag, like, start a business doing that, where, like, companies can bring me in to do, like, diversity trainings or something mm-hmm. like that, where I do it in drag and, like... Blah, 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 blah. I said cut an album. Um, yeah, cut an album. And there was something else I had listed on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what's next. It's weird when you... Because, like, I have dreams and I have goals. Yeah. Performing on a cruise ship was a dream. And okay. Of course. Um, so when that removes from the list, you have to come up with a new dream. Yeah. And I don't know what I want that to be just yet. Yeah. Well, you have time. Yeah, to figure well, it out. I'm giving myself till January 1st to yeah. like, because like, I've achieved everything I've ever wanted in drag. Mm-hmm. Like, and that also kind of means maybe I'm done with it too. Yeah. Um, like to decide what I want to do next. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of, I've made a lot of friends. If it wasn't for drag, I wouldn't have my best friend or husband like we talked about in a previous episode. All, all of my best friends actually. Yeah. Um, are from drag um, in my current life. And so, I don't know what's next for Coco Jump Holiday, but that cruise gave me a really great, um, it gave me a lot of, I was be able, I was able to be introspective about what I want to happen next too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sick and tired of giving energy to people who are committed to misunderstanding me. Yeah. I've, I'm familiar with that saying. <laughs> I completely get it. Me and Diana actually, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it with this. Me and Diana kind of said, if Portland already thought that we thought of ourselves as a big deal because it's kind of a reputation her and I have that we think more of ourselves than we are, mm-hmm. like this cruise really made us believe that we were good enough yeah. for what we were doing and made us feel like we were on that same level yeah. as those other headliners and making us feel like we achieved something great. Cause like our tips were cute. People were excited to see us and hang out with us. Mm-hmm. They bought our merch. Um, they bought the dinners with you. Yeah, well, actually, me and Diana didn't have any dinners bought with us. Oh. No, they had dinners with us, but we didn't have any private dinners. Oh, damn. Um, but that's actually kind of okay, because yeah. we have to just, like, hang out and bond with people. And that's, that. yeah, you get the opportunity to grow your fan base. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a really cool thing about this opportunity, too. Yeah. 
and it was it's a beautiful experience so i don't really know what's next i know that um i know that i still love drag i love performing in it i don't like the bs um that comes along with doing drag mm-hmm. but even yesterday when i was like or two days ago when i was out and, no it was yesterday i did a comment stand-up comedy thing oh the other thing is i i might move towards the stand-up comedy route too i think that's good yeah that because that makes me nervous yeah and i like being nervous that's the important thing i think when it comes to any kind of entertainment is that those nerves are something that you can transmute and channel into confidence and it's something that when you get to that point it's exciting yeah you know and um that's i think the amazing thing about starting any new kind of like entertainment based craft is that you always get those like anticipatory nerves that Mm -hmm. are natural right and I last night I didn't do any stand up, but um, I was invited to guest as a drag queen um, to do drag numbers mm-hmm. at the stand up night, and we're gonna do that monthly at local lounge. And I think that that is an opportunity for me to get just like um, when a comedian ever says I'm funny, I always just take that as a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, and so they've been saying that they like my stuff, they think it's funny, and so maybe I'll continue on that route for a while and just keep being nervous and learning to grow in that and finally have like an hour's worth of solid material yeah which would be great because i right now i only have 10 minutes yeah so that's amazing yeah well thank you everyone for listening we'll see what coco gem holiday's journey is here in january when you decide on which path it is that you're definitively taking with drag yeah as i focus forward yeah and Thanks again for tuning in. We will have a new episode for you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Gem Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Gem Holiday at Coco Gem Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.